Good morning, everybody. This is Michael James with the Noggin Podcast, and today we have a very special guest, Devorah Fish. And today we're going to have Devorah tell us a little bit about her business, who she is, what she's looking to do in the world. The whole point of our Noggin Podcast is to take ideas, put them into the world, and see how they work and help people. So today we've got Devorah with us. Devorah, hi. Thanks, thanks for joining. How are you hi. doing today? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day here in Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. We've got some partners down there. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your business at the moment. I'd be happy to. My name is Devorah, which in case anybody's interested actually means a bumblebee. Oh, and nice. it's kind of fun to just share that right off the bat because, you know, we have an automatic interpretation often when we see somebody or we hear their name, what's their kind of style. I can probably say that I have been described as like that busy, buzzy bee and that I've got a lot of sweetness. I'm like always looking for and creating and attracting the, the honey, but I'm also a mother bear. So if somebody's being mean, I can bring out that sting. And so too. <laughs> I am very protective, very much like mm-hmm. creating. And also I would say part of that what you're doing is building relationships. It's that ecosystem, the pollinating, figuring out what works best for the world together, even though sometimes in little pieces, it may not always occur. It's like, what, what, does that make any sense? And then all of a sudden you start to see all the flourishing that's taking place. Totally. So I didn't know I was gonna share that, but that's what just happened. Mm-hmm. So I live in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, and I have a company called Up in the Chair. And Up in the Chair is really a personal purpose and mission statement. It's about celebrating each and every person for their unique contribution to humanity. No one and nothing left out. And it comes from a long, long, long generational line of participating in community, specifically for me, in the Jewish community and the history that goes along with that. So at communal celebrations, typically a wedding or a coming of age ceremony, we lift somebody up in the chair. And it's really not about the person being lifted. It's an expression of the possibility of who that person is or that relationship is for the community and for the world. And if you've ever seen somebody lifted up in the chair, you're going to see them like with surprise and delight and like, oh my God, I'm going up. And that radiance is shining onto everybody who's holding them up and they feel safe, seen, heard, known, and acknowledged. And in return, we all get to experience that same sensation. Hmm. And the other piece about this that is very important to me that I put out front right away is that again, sort of that generational Uh, trauma of the Holocaust, genocide, there were 13 million people who will never get lifted up because they were murdered as a result of looking, sounding, thinking differently. Mm. And although there are many important lessons we can learn from the Holocaust, one that is essential to me is that for every person who does not get to be seen, known, heard, celebrated, that we are taking positive action, not to just end hate, 
or end anti-Semitism or fight against something, but to truly be proactive in our behaviors moving forward and how we can express that in communities, in schools, in corporations, everywhere. So that is the umbrella company. And under this umbrella, we have several different offers and programs and resources that I hope I'll get to share with you and your community here awesome. at the Noggin. Yeah. So the Noggin community, how would we be able to interact with your community and be supportive of Up in the Chair? Hmm. There's a lot of ways to get involved. Hmm. One is the global movement. Hmm. The global movement really is that. It's people all over the world on utilizing social media to share about a person or an organization that is an uplifter. So we're not just talking, and again, if I re reference the Holocaust, it's more about the lesson. Mm -hmm. There are bystanders, people who just stand around like, you know, good for them, or like, I didn't do it. And, you know, if we even think like of bullying, wasn't me, right? Picture that cafeteria in middle school, mm -hmm. high school, even a boardroom. Mm -hmm. And then you've got somebody who is an upstander, and they're like, dude, don't, don't talk like that. That's so rude. Or... You might be a little more professional about it. Like, that really wasn't appropriate. Fine. So there you've got an upstander. Somebody speaking up. And that's the, you know, we say that's the right thing to do. But what does it take to be an uplifter? Mm -hmm. It's not just speaking up on behalf of somebody else. It's then going to that person, extending your hand, including them. Maybe in that cafeteria, it might look like inviting them over to sit with your table. In the boardroom, it might be going over and saying, your idea does matter. We value your contribution. And then it's also providing resources. Mm -hmm. So we look for people to celebrate others who are truly being an uplifter. And there is a group on Facebook hmm. up in the chair. And there's both a page, but then there's the group. And the group is where a lot of the fun happens, that lifting up, dancing, celebrating as part of a community. Cool. Uh, so you can participate in that way. Just and, and we've got people all over the world. Ugandans, hi Ugandans, they love up in the chair. There's a lot of celebrating. They're from all over Philippines, Mexico. We want, this is inclusive. That's a big piece of the pillars of our company is inclusion. Hmm. That's just one way. If you are a school or a company that sees the value of recognizing people for being inclusive, mm -hmm. going above and beyond, as I just described, being an uplifter, we have a program. We've got a club. we got a club for you. Nice. So we do a curriculum. Yeah. By the way, I've been an educator for 30 years. I've written curriculum for a lot of different types of inclusive programs and planned many inclusive events so i've created a program where if you're a school you can get at the beginning of the semester a uplifter club program cool. and inside are activities conversations and also peer-led awards where the peers can say you know sally joe over there really was was acting in a way that was more than kind. It was inclusive, it was proactive, and let's lift Sally Joe up in the chair. And so there is like a special, so as opposed to, and not in a bad way, by all means, student of the month, love it. 
kid who attended every day, it takes something for them and for their parents. And this is rewarding and celebrating the child that is going there. They see it and they take action. They speak up and they include and they educate others. I want kids aspiring to be an uplifter. And then we also do it for companies. So if you're a company that maybe you do have a program employee of the month, you created the most widgets, yay! Maybe you were the fastest to, you know, put things through the slider. But what? let's look at the person who's creating community and inclusion and let us lift them up. And there's music involved. I mean, there's lots of different ways and companies can create it however they want inside the culture of their own brand, sort of their own uplifting brand. But we work with you to make sure you have everything you need to celebrate. But wait, there's more. <laughs> so that's like, so that's a program that we offer. Yeah. That's, yeah. and then there, there's more. So I can just pause here, make sure if you have any questions about that, I'm happy. But I'll let you roll into the next it. thing because I'll come back with some stuff. Yeah. So keep going. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, because there are four legs of the chair. Cool. Yeah, we got the global impact, global movement. Now we have what I described before, I've been an event inclusion specialist for many years. As a family educator, I plan many programs, which is how I really became aware that if you were to go to a wedding or a funeral or anything in between, womb to tomb, you are going to see that there are people who don't get to fully participate. The majority will. The, the Usually it's designed for able-bodied participants. What happens at any of these events is there is going to be at least a few people who do not get to participate. They may have a differing ability. They may not feel included because of gender identity or because of a generational separation. You know, again, like there's grandma, you know, Axelman over in the coat room like oh like this is awful i can't hear anybody like ugh, right or you've got nephew jeff with autism like the lights are going and it's like loud or you've got the parent with the newborn i mean there's all these things so i've created also a curriculum that is available for people to start registering for so if you are anywhere in the events industry as a professional as a vendor you can participate and be get an assessment-based certification hmm. with the nine pillars of inclusion that I've created. Cool. And it's a distinction. It's really an honor. So if you're, let's just even say a DJ and all things being equal, you and, you know, DJ Wiki, Wiki, Wiki are over here and, you know, you both have the best music and, you know, the light system and the dancers. But one of you has this distinction of being an event inclusion specialist. Meaning they are going to know the right questions to ask the host, the venue, to ensure that each and every, and that goes back to the mission, gets to fully participate, gets to be seen, known, heard, and celebrated equal to everybody else in that space. And there are ways to do that. So that's an offer for event professionals and vendors. All right. That's one of the legs. Wow. Tell me when to keep going. That's I know it is a big wow. That's a huge one. Yeah. Wow. How, and you can also see this for boardroom. So if you're an event professional who plans events for large companies or their big conventions, this is 
I say, I say, I, how could you not have an event inclusion specialist on your team? That, personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I've been around events for a long time and it, it doesn't, I can't say it shocks me. It just makes me sad mm -hmm. that it's not part of the norm. Yeah, especially large organizations that have, you know, 20 plus staff or 50 plus. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very mm -hmm. cool. And one, so what is, one, what is the third leg? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So you've gotten the global movement. So again, just remember the umbrella up in the chair and we've got our global movement. And then part of that truly is the, uh, the, inclusion, the inclusion piece, the event inclusion specialist. So now the other thing that I is really close to my heart and a little bit more about me. I have four kids. The youngest just uh, started in college okay. and awesome. I've been working in universities and with with this population, like developmental stage, uh, for a very long time, I was uh, part of the experiential education, senior leadership for the University of Texas in Austin. I've worked at Vanderbilt with teams also, uh, you know, producing programs. And I've done it for a lot of camps and schools and all of that, mostly working with uh, young adults, emerging adults. So how long have you been in that space with like the uh, the colleges and universities and whatnot? I mean, <laughs> since I was 17, which is kind of silly wow. and funny, but at the same time, I mean, I just, I like love it. And I would step into those leadership positions, being an advisor, like peer mentor for other students. And I developed a methodology over all of this time that I began to realize what mattered most. It wasn't about the doing, We've all heard this about the being, mm -hmm. about listening for somebody else's passion and what matters most to them. And also looking for where does that intersect with their knowledge base. Mm -hmm. And as I grew into being an educator and got in, getting my own master's in education, but focusing on integrating the arts into curriculum and writing curriculum and training uh, for immersive programs, I saw that what was important factor that is not often taught is listening mm -hmm. and being able to ask the right kind of open questions and truly looking for opportunities to uplift this mm -hmm. other person so that wow. you really start to see them shine come into their own wow so i created a program called the emerging professional mentorship alliance oh cool the acronym is actually EMA, E-M-A. Oh, and EMA, I didn't mean to do this, but it's funny to me that it happened, is a Hebrew word as well. It means mom. And my own kids call me EMA. Oh, and I call my mom EMA. And what that expresses, it's not about, you know, male, female. It's a way of being mm -hmm. where you're holding space for another, that you are nurturing them, you are loving on them, you are stand for them. I said mother bear earlier, like, you are who you are for them is no matter what that they will be given information resources and opportunities to make informed decisions that are aligned with their own emerging values and beliefs wow this is cool. so then what should i do with all that well i created a, a methodology as a curriculum i invite anybody who would like to have a conversation for being a part of this ecosystem of mutual aid between the emerging professional 
and the visionary leader, the entrepreneur with a big heart, big mission, but not all the knowledge. And most of us, 50 and over, are not that interested or savvy about some of the things that are required to grow our businesses. So if you are a visionary leader, who is a mentor at heart, are interested and open to opening your doors and contributing your wisdom to another person who really wants to be heard, who wants to contribute their knowledge, but for a purpose greater than themselves, then the EMA program is available to you. The emerging professional does not pay. They are giving their knowledge that they've been working on for what, how many years are we all in school? But they're not just bringing their major or their minor, they're bringing their full selves, all these other amazing things that they're passionate about and offering to contribute it to your company for the purpose of lifting up your mission. And our job as the visionary leader is to be here with you we have an entire program of professional development, of mentorship, of coaching, and it is one of the most tremendously satisfying, moving things to be able to see somebody flourish in that way. And it doesn't just end with that. We have ongoing programs. So we don't just like, I like to say, you know, it's like we're running alongside teaching them to on a bicycle and we're holding the back. We're like, you got this, come on. And then they start letting go just a little bit and you're like, whoa. And we're like, we're right here. We're going to wipe up your knee if we need to. And then they're like, I think I'm getting it. And before you know it, they're like, look, mom, no hands. And we're just like, Woo! like, you got this. And we're still going to be here. We're still available should you need to come back, have a thought partner, sort something out because things happen in life and careers change and circumstances shift. So we're going to be here. So that is Ima. And that's another way especially for the visionary leader. However, we also do it for larger companies that have really wanted to start investing in the future. And we teach these world-class mentorship, internship programs to large companies to be able to also cultivate and curate inside of their company culture and brand, a group of young emerging professionals who are just like pumped to be there and to grow and learn alongside the company. Wow. That is extremely needed right now because as you know, on a national basis, every firm's trying to find talent. That's and right. It's, so, it's really hard to keep someone like me in the seat for more than a year because we're absolutely. like... Da, 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 da. Yes. So we imagine that's valued. like... We something... want to feel included in the company and communicate and you're fixing that. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Very cool. That's extremely yeah. powerful. And what everybody needs to know is I am a stand both for the visionary leader because I want that future for my own children to live into. And I will not allow the young person to not have everything that they deserve. So we do a vetting process because if somebody's just looking for free help, that is not this program. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Interesting. How long? Have, so you've this is since your call, like you left college and you've been on this kind of life purpose, it sounds like, of educating yourself, learning, putting these programs and classes and opportunities together. So so you're here today, Devora. You've got all this going on. What's let's play this card when the pandemic hit. What was that first month like for the, your community? 
Was was the uplift just like off the charts? Was there a little plateauing? Was there a little dip? And people were like, what in the world do we do here? What's going on? What did that kind of feel like for you as kind of the uh, overlying seer of this? How did that kind of transpire? One of the, one of, I mean, we all talk about this. What are the blessings? What are the silver linings? What happened is early on, for me, there was just this sadness of not being able to get together with people. All of these events that are getting canceled. And I, it was heartbreaking for everybody. All of a sudden, all the things that we counted on, what we knew gatherings should look like weren't available and here we are in our little boxes and I really had to just sit with is it possible to still feel connected when what I'm used to is at an event grabbing hands there's a dance called the Hora and it's like grabbing hands and we're lifting the people up and come on and and everybody you know even and talked about inclusion like you know, dancing and clapping, or they're not able to dance. And so there's other ways to participate. And I've worked on all of that. I'm like, okay, so here we are. There is a barrier of participation. What are we going to do? And so what I mentioned before, creative arts and education, but also a deep connection I have is in sensory integration. One of my children had sensory processing disorder and learning to, okay, what's the environment? What's important? It's sight, sound, smell. Okay, how do we create that in these spaces? So I started doing events and creating spaces where we could, have, you know, there were different things we could do to bring that about through music, through sending, you know, little boxes of like, let's all have the same little tree, you know, little plant with us. Let's send the mug that we're all gonna be using to cheers to each other there was sight sound smell like all those things that you could still do and create an environment of like there's still something sacred and shared mm-hmm. and then even uh, even though you're spread in out a little across box. the world yeah. yeah yeah oh i had like the best 50th birthday party ever because oh, you know i was able to still with my sisters on board and all, friends from around the world and that was the other piece cool wow around the world. We are not limited to people who can attend our events. We don't have to think about limiting who's coming, who's not. All we have to do is create an inclusive space. So looking at web accessibility, that's something that we work on a lot in our company. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, well, we can be together whenever we want. And so, and, and like many people just started more actively engaging online so that's really what happened. And then this idea of up in the chair, the, the, this coming together to celebrate, that's actually where the social media piece came in. It was no longer just about the events in person mm-hmm. that I had been creating and programs. It was like, everybody should get it was part groups. of this. Mm-hmm. It was the groups that transformed from in-person to then online, these groups that were- And then globally. The chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. How did this, how did this like come about for you? Cause I love hearing the stories. I mean, that's why we're doing this. So like, what was the trigger for you? There was some moment in your life that you went, this is my life purpose. This is my passion. There had to be a moment I'm assuming. Like, are you aware I of mean, that or like? What's, there there what, are. Yeah. Like, and you know, I'm sure it's you've more... had multiple as you've. Exactly. I think we all recognize yeah. that it's not just one. And then there's like yeah. evidence and like, yeah. recognition and then like another experience and things just get deeper and deeper 
Here, here's what I'll say about it is, it took probably until the pandemic mm -hmm. to truly own all of it. That this is who I am, this is what I stand for, and that what's not gonna work for me anymore is to be limited in any way by only serving one organization whose mission statement, though very powerful and important and I was aligned with, still limited my vision. And so speaking to all the entrepreneurs out there who do have this huge passion on their heart, a legacy and a purpose, that if you're in a space where you're not being fully expressed and you're, you've been doing your side project for a while, the EMA program impacts that in such a way that you can grow your company at in a rate that is impossible if you don't have the time or money, which is most people, and especially if you're working full time, but you can still do the EMA program to expand and grow and truly live out your purpose. Hmm. So I think I just got sick of, of not just for myself, but for all these amazing human beings that have so much to contribute, hmm. not being able to monetize it, to gain traction. And I was like, I know how to do that. Huh. And I wanted to give it away. Interesting. And, and I didn't want to be limited also on event inclusion. I just kind of also got sick of people not being included. And there had to be a different way to teach this. I am not a teacher. I write curriculum. I know how to, huh. I can just take what's been in my head for 30 years and contribute that. Like that's what there was for me to do. And then I closed the back door on doing anything else. Wow. Good for you. Jeez. That is a big move. It was that's, a big move. It's like building the, you know, Great Wall of China for yourself. And then you're like, I'm walking the path, right? I am. I'm building. I'm walking, but I am not doing it alone. No, I, yeah, I am not doing it. And in since January, I started this 100-day challenge where I lifted somebody up every day on social media. That's when the global social media piece of this started. Uh, and it grew really fast. Huh. And, you know, I don't want to stop. But since then, using the same methodology that now I teach to everybody, I you know, now have an outsource, you know, COO, CFO, the partner, you know, academic facilitator partners, and now like creating, uh, I like to say, a sales force to be reckoned with team. Uh, and, and they're just all so committed to this mission. And that's what we want, be surrounded by people who understand and want you know, to contribute what it is that our companies say that we're up to. Huh. So that leads me into my next question then. How do you see now that we're, you know, mid pandemic, end of pandemic, what do you foresee the next two years coming up for you in this organization and this mm. global community expanding even more so? How do yeah. you kind of foresee that potentially? Well, I see a few things for the global movement the school programs and corporations i really i i want this everywhere i want uplifters i want people striving for that i want bumper stickers my kid was the uplifter of the month you know that's like i see this any school it can be private public homeschool like I, whatever everybody's included no one and nothing left out there's no there's no space not to have 
an uplifter club at your company, at a school, at a camp. Let's do it. So I see that. I see that the global movement of lifting people up, and this makes me a little teary, that as the pandemic allows for, I want this in person. I want to show up at, you know, my kid's high school to lift up in the chair, the security guard who knows every kid's name, who checked in with those kids that they knew were depressed, even when they weren't in school, checking in. And I want to go there with music, you know, some big horror, lift them up in the chair with all the students and staff, like celebrating this person who does not get recognized in, you know, in probably like in any area, really of like, although they know that the students love them. I want, and same with our bus driver, like he's just awesome sauce. He like came through the whole pandemic, dropping off the food for all the kids who, you know, are on government food assistance, came through with the homework. And that might've been the only person connected to this kid's regular life. And, you know, and Mr. Ronnie, it's like opening the door, hi kids, you know, and like hanging out for a little bit, just to give the kids a little sense of normalcy. Let's go lift, you know, Mr. Ronnie up in the chair. Wow, that's cool. But I want to get like the bus, like let's get, you know, the mobile bus and like go places and surprise people who deserve this, who are uplifters and let's go celebrate them in like the biggest way possible. So I'm, you know, my, my vision is the mobile up in the chair. I'd certainly love to do it in other countries. We've got, like I said, people all over the world celebrating. Wow. And then the EMA program. Uh, And I mean, it's all of it, right? Like, like jump on. If you are the head of one of those umbrella organizations for event professionals who require CEUs every year, there are some inclusion certifications. This is very distinct. This is a very heart-centered, personal at-stakeness of that's different than like a checklist of like, oh, I have a certificate. That's not this program either. This is like who I am as a stand for each and every. And I know the right questions to ask. I don't just have a clipboard of like, do I have my rank? Do I have, you know, the the gender pronouns? No, this yeah. is a way bigger conversation. And same thing with the EMA program. I see companies committed to the future as the world is changing so rapidly for our emerging professionals and it is not gonna look like it did years ago. And like you said, the retention becomes paramount. And the only way that that can happen is if we start being human with one another and listening for another person's greatness, creating more of a playground for them to like, woohoo, I'm going down the slide now. Woo, really, I can go try the monkey bars. I'm going over there within the same company because these guys are flexible and smart and creative and resourceful. And, you know, you'd be kind of silly not to embrace the change of what's happening in the workforce. So bring it. Wow, that's huge. (laughs) Yeah. So let me play a card here, Devorah. Say that you've got 50 kids, one in each state, coming out of college in what's the, you know, say June, right? So eight, eight months. Imagine some 24, 22 year old, 24 year old approaches you and says, I want to make a, I want to make a living off of this. I want to make a career off of being the, the pollinator that goes into these businesses and rises people up. I'm just thinking like, how could some 
someone create a career off of this build a social media presence build a facebook and instagram a youtube around that carry around a phone or a camera and capture those moments set it up on a tripod and here's the group and we're all lifting up the bus driver and you know right it's now live and whoever how many people saw it I'm, I'm trying to think of like my sphere right the social sphere all these influencers these youtubers and uh, instagrammers like how could you go out and hunt a few of these people that are those those big uplifters yeah. they're out they're out there but how could you get one of them involved and use that leverage of the visibility? Because they're already known for this. Mm-hmm. It's just you're tying in and then you're including your community to tie in around them and to learn from that individual on how to build the brand. And that's where you take it to, you know, out of the community and then more into the global, right? Where it's the visibility of the brand, but then you have all these uplifters doing this. They're yeah. the brand recognition, the brand value, the brand execution. The yeah. pollinator, right? You mentioned the bee at the front. Mm-hmm. This is how you get multiple bees mm-hmm. to go out and be that presence and yes. cross pollinate. So just me, like off the top of my head, that's where I'm where I'm at right now. Like, how could you get an army of, you know, untainted spiritual twenty four year olds to go out around the world and build these communities and, and visualize it for the sixty plus two? year olds and tie them in so they're able to relate and virtually tie into these communities and see these little projects of these uplifters Mm. it's incredible right yeah i and and thank you for bringing that because just just off the top right and that's where we get to kind of play together and have conversations because i can bring something unique to you you're bringing something unique we both have these experiences you know, strengths, hopes, failures, all of that. So we have a sense of what works and what doesn't. And that is a new realm for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the emerging professionals we work with, so heart-centered, but not necessarily. That may not be their jam. Mm-hmm. So, right. So how to reach the people that love this, because that's what we want. We want people doing what they love to They're do. already doing and it, right? Successful and, at that and being and lifted and making money doing yeah. that. Having that bigger mission and purpose behind it, too, instead of like they had this little thing going, but then they really tied in with your community and then their bigger purpose became really apparent. And that's how I'm seeing all of those people. And I love that because, you know, we're working primarily emerging professionals and then we've got these visionary leaders. And Mm -hmm. so and we've got campus ambassadors. So, you know, if you're on campus and you want to create it on campus, we have that for college age students. But I really love what you're speaking to because we are about also what's next. And we want that what's next community to get involved. And I can see that very much that whether you've recently graduated or you're in your first job and you're I'm kind of like undercover bosses, you know, like going around like, ooh, who's doing something awesome? And, you know, making it and recording that and sharing that uh, publicly. So that's an option and it's easy to get involved in that way through the global facebook group there's the instagram page just handled you know at up in the chair so that's one way to get connected and also the website up in the chair.com and anybody can go there and just contact me directly uh, or my team and somebody will be so delighted to speak to somebody if that is a calling for them hmm. 
Just out of curiosity, do you have like merchandise, like clothing or hats or anything like that to go with these people that when they're physically out in the communities, they have they that? They do. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. That so we're working, so we created some, the Uplifter Outlet. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's really fun. And that's part of like the subscription box, you know, for the curriculum in schools. Uh, so instead of saying chair, cheers, we go chairs. <laughs> really fun <laughs> so we're all awesome. clinking each other you know on our zoom meetings like when we're lifting people up in the chair you know we're all like dancing around holding our chairs and it's really it's it's part of like the community and it's fun so the uplifter outlet is also on the website all of those proceeds go directly into the global movement oh that's how i'm funding the projects oh. is through the outlet so people can have a mug, a t-shirt, a mask, a whatever. It's all sustainably creative. We work only with companies that also are up to a big uh, commitment, big mission for the world. That's who we look to partner with. A lot of B Corps or companies that, small companies that are creating something really powerful and we wanna support that mission. So we partner with them. So we've got the Uplifter Outlet. There's more things coming. And we're looking also for other, artists vendors that similarly up to something big for themselves in the world that maybe have a, a product that speaks to the uplifter so we're curating books we're curating art pieces that would be something that represents the 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 chairness the upness wow. yeah. of what we're offering so those are the first items that have you know we don't have a big it's not a lot but it's but certainly you have something you've you we have something and every problem. single thing uh from that store goes into the global movement to the school programs to the cool. larger community projects because we also have other programs that we're aiming to do um depending on pandemic uh, situations like the being in person on our lifters but also for example like at events so that money can be used for us to have a table, let's just say at Pride, and have all of our little chairs and people can write down like, who was the first person that called you by your preferred name? Who called you, who used your correct pronouns? Let's lift that person up. And so on our cute little chairs, people can decorate it, they put the name and it becomes a public art display. We can do it, do it at Veterans Association. Let's lift up that person who, like stood for you and your safety and your community. Let's do it at, you know, a different, like it's, it's, there's- It's endless. Everything everywhere, but like, let's become wow. a community of uplifters. Let's be in the mindset that, you know what? Every time I see a chair, I'm gonna ask myself, who can I lift up today? Huh. And then yeah. we're gonna stop the action. We're gonna pick up our phone. We're gonna do whatever we need, write a letter, do something and, call and acknowledge and say thank you i just want you to know i was thinking about you my sweet third grade teacher for teaching me you know how to just be myself and to be you know curious and i wanted to uplift you today because i want you to know what you taught me i've carried with me all these years and that legacy will continue through me very cool i love that yeah that resonates on a very high level that's cool huh so so where do you, I mean, so you're building these, these global communities, like, do you, I, I just like, I have so many questions, it'd be a lot, another hour, but <laughs> what, 
oh man, I'm just like, there's so many like organizations and opportunities and groups and like digitally online and then in person. Let's just play here. Do you have one physical event that you foresee coming in the future with COVID and is there one on the horizon maybe in a city or state or? Well, we look at both the hybrid and in-person and exclusively virtual. And so these will really just be determined by what is, you know, what protocols and also funding. So to really, to do something in person that we feel is aligned with our values of protecting Mm -hmm. uh, people's health Mm -hmm. and making sure that the environment allows for people to be, that requires financing. And so we just don't know when that is going to be viable for us. So we're looking absolutely for partnerships, for investors. Uh, You know, it started, like I said, here's me with my vision and dreams. And I'm, uh, you know, and just putting it all out there. I put my heart on my sleeve every single day and I'm crying, like going through tissue boxes of like, because I'm so moved Mm -hmm. by everybody that I get. I mean, the, the students, you know, the emerging professionals that I work with, like getting to be on calls with you. And every time I speak, to the purpose of this. So no, I don't have, I mean, I would love to have like Uplifters Unite 2022 and let's all get together and have different categories. It can be students, it can be visionary leaders, it can be corporations and that we're all kind of creating what, you know, the this culture mm-hmm. in each of our, in, you know, related communities. Uh, but mostly everything's online. We do some master classes specifically for the visionary leaders. So those are coming up. We certainly get on the phone with a lot of people. Um, but I would say not yet. Okay. To the larger gatherings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like huh. I said, some of the things I'd love to see because they're more outdoors and like I live in a place that is more conducive, but for outdoor events, we would love to be a partner with somebody for like they said, those tables mm-hmm. to create that awareness. So if there are people who would like to be, it's not just student ambassadors, we have community ambassadors. Like I got, you know, I, I have an event, I've got a table. We would love to offer, you know, a, a place or if they're doing an event and can have some material. Uh, about best tips for inclusion, inclusive events, anything, you know, we can come online, we can speak anywhere from virtual. And some of us, uh, you know, I would be willing to go depending on the location and come and speak to an organization uh, in person or virtually, as long as, you know, we're all in agreement about how that looks for everybody's Mm -hmm. health and safety. Very cool. And as la- and as one last kind of note that you could say to our listeners or anyone that's intrigued in this story, how could you go out and and help people outside of this? Just be an uplifter in your daily, you know, when you go to the bank, you go grab coffee, you do anything in your daily life. How mm-hmm. outside of your organization, how could someone just be a daily uplifter in their community? Like, I love that you asked that because that's really what this is all about. Please don't think that I can't be an uplifter if I'm not, you know, connected in this way. So it starts with an awareness, walking into a space, being willing to pause long enough to even just sort of take in what is, what does it feel, you know, how do I feel? Do I feel welcome? Has somebody acknowledged my presence? Are there things around here that work for me, but also for other people, maybe with a differing ability? or a different 
a philosophy or belief or and to make people feel welcome and included. You could then, and that's sort of the bystander, right? We can just look, be aware, and we can be an upstander. We can take action. Sometimes there's a suggestion box someplace. Sometimes it's called, you know, type it in. You know, there's like a, a survey or feedback form. Take a minute, do that in this, in this area. If somebody has actually really helped you, like really made your day, and some people are very, are great about this. They want to acknowledge that person. Mm -hmm. They and acknowledge the person who clearly, like this is not an easy job for them or they're exhausted, but they're still really making that connection, helping you to have a great day. Mm -hmm. You can acknowledge them. And then there are sometimes like where there really is to take more assertive action. And if something's not right, <clears throat> figure out how you can be a part of that solution. And you can bring it to somebody's attention. You can say, I'm curious about, I'm wondering if, how could I go about and just see, and if you're not the right person to do it, that's okay. Find out the resources in your community and ask that, that resource to step in. That's cool. great. You don't have to do it all. Mm -hmm. You can ask for help. I like that. That sits well with me. When I go out and do a lot of my business stuff, I'm playing with people's energy and picking up people with whether they know it or not. And we're all trying to, I'm trying to get everybody on the same playing field and energetic levels. So yeah. an opportunity, not <laughs> fears. That's right. And so, yeah, it's uh, I was talking to someone last night about that pretty late and they were saying in their process, like how they foresee that. And then I was explaining mine. They're like, wow, you see that in a very different format than I do. And I was, and so they said, how would I go out and do that? And I gave them, you know, little things to do. And I said, start with the coffee person, start with the banker, start with where you get your car worked on. I was like, be the most memorable person of that person's day. Make them laugh, make them feel like you're connected with them because they're going to speak with 50, 500 people in that day. Make sure that right. you're memorable, the you're respectful, day. you're loving, you're caring, right? Yeah. So I do that all the time and I'm trying to share that more. So I appreciate you leaving that as a last note. So. That's cool. happy to. Well, you know, if you want to talk again offline, all of those good well, we things. Will. <laughs> stay connected to you and let me know if, yeah. you know, if there's something I can do to support your vision and mission, because mm -hmm. I think that's what this is also about is, you know, we can't do it alone. We are a community. We have to all lift each other up. And, and, and why, why be isolated in your process? No need to be community is a lot better place to be in so yeah. cool well i want to thank you so much devora for your time today your explanation of who you are your business what you're up to in the world and you're executing on it you are helping people you're helping communities and the world so i appreciate you our audience appreciates you and everyone that ever sees this is going to appreciate you so i mm -hmm. hope that we get to uplift you and you feel that ongoing energy for the rest of your life because you are truly transforming people's lives and communities which is phenomenal so thank you for your time today thank you for sharing your mission and your purpose this is the noggin podcast everybody this is michael james your host thank you to devora fish for being our amazing guest today we're going to put all of her information in the description please comment below ask us questions i would love to connect you personally to devora and have you speak with her or her team 
So again, thank you, Devorah. Thanks for being a guest today on the Noggin Podcast, and we will definitely be speaking again. Thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.